0: Good morning on the West Coast and a great day to you, wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dyes, broadcasting and podcasting live from the studio of EloquentOnline.net in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. This is the Power Performance Podcast, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? And when you don't, when you create a unwelcoming, un. Friendly, dismissive environment at your brand and somebody calls to complain. How do you handle it? Of course, last week we celebrated 700 shows, but last year we started doing a monthly episode with our retail banking coach, John Wilkening, from Notre Dame Federal Credit Union, and I thought this is a perfect one to enlist John's support on. And so today on the show, after the break, you're going to hear a real conversation with myself and a manager from Brighton Collectibles down at North Star Mall in San Antonio, Texas, Republic thereof about something that happened there this past weekend. Now, let me tell you, when I made the move from speaking professionally at over 400 corporate events, I did that for almost 10 years, to doing the podcast, one of the biggest changes was that when I was speaking professionally, I could see the reaction of the audience. Or if I was doing training, I could see the reaction audience of the participants. You lose that in the podcast. Now that we've gone back to our roots and releasing these shows on Friday afternoon, I don't know what people are doing when they're listening to the show. They could be driving. They could be working out. They could be doing some virtually happy hour in face first in a bowl of nacho chips because they're on their fourth margarita. You just don't know. You lose that feedback in the podcast that you had when I was speaking professionally. Well, when I was speaking professionally, there were things that I would say, sometimes just unscripted, things that I would just say extemporaneously that I could tell got the audience's attention. I would make a mental note to always say that thing again. And of course, since I talked about generational marketing and management, I talked about how do you, especially like at a bank where you might have older customers being helped by younger employees with very different communication styles, I would say something, and it would always get people's attention. If somebody was looking down at a brochure or looking at their phone or doing whatever, they would look up, kind of perk up and listen. And it's when I would say this, you have to demand that your employees continue to be the people they were in the interview because nobody interviews this way no one comes in for an interview and says i'm going to be the best employee for the first four weeks and then when the manager's not in the store i'm going to do whatever i want to do i'm going to get to work whenever i want to get here i'm going to so discontent by gossiping about my coworkers." nobody interviews that way and so one of my signature lines was when they stopped being the people they were in the interview You stop being the people who pay them. It is a simple social contract. And so today we're going to let John take a crack at this conversation. Um, Went into Brighton Collectibles at the mall last week. It's a great metaphor for banking. You know, you you have so many options nowadays when it comes to banking and in any retail business, really, that you shouldn't treat anybody badly. And yet that's exactly what happened to myself and my wife this past Saturday at Brighton and Silver. We're going to talk about, okay, people will complain, mistakes will happen, everyone has a bad day, but how you handle that complaint. Can you take somebody that is complaining and turn them back into an advocate for your brand? When you can do that, uh, you'll leave the audience wanting more. So we're headed up to South Bend, Indiana, the Notre Dame Federal Credit Union with our retail banking coach to learn how to bank like a champion today and every day, and we're going to do it all right after this for for over 12 years and over 700 episodes conference quality information without the expense report this is the power performance podcast Uh, that's right. Once a month, we go up to South Bend, Indiana to visit with our retail banking coach, John Wilkening. Hey, John, how are you?
1: Hey, Jason. Always a pleasure to be here, buddy. Very excited. Oh. Always good to have you.
0: Of course, last week we celebrated 700 episodes here on the program, but this is the 13th time we've had John on for our monthly special, Bank Like a Champion, today. And I wanted to ask him, since we refer to him as our retail banking coach, and on this week's program it just could be retail coach, I said, what is the difference between coaching and managing?
1: You know, manager, managers, they really tend to, um, they lecture, they pontificate, uh, they talk at you, they're preaching. In the coaching, you know, you're trying to draw back from the employee. You want them to say, hey, what were you thinking at this moment? And usually when I'm doing my coaching is because I picked up a few notes or overheard the conversation, but really it's not a role play. That's kind of corny, but the fact of the matter is you want to get them to talk back. It's a true conversation. You know, when you're coaching, you're really listening to understand, so then you can improve the employee. And and, uh, and when you're managing, you know, so many times, uh, you're, you're listening to respond. You know, many people do that. So uh, for me, I always try to listen to understand and put myself in the employee in, in the partner's uh, place and have a real conversation. Versus, this is the way we did it in 1975 when Carlton Fisk won the World <laughs> Series game.
0: They did win the World Series game. That was game six, as every true lifelong Red Sox fan knows. They did not win the World Series, however. I remember that very well and having to wait 29 years until the Red Sox did. John and I both love the Boston Red Sox. My parents are from Massachusetts, even though I probably am Texas born and bred. Well, today on the show, we're having, like I said, a real relevant, real-life retail experience that we're talking about. And I thought it was so perfect because when my wife and I went down to the mall last Saturday, the mall is a great example of whatever marketplace you're in. You know, in banking, there are dozens and dozens of banks here in New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. You have all kinds of options online. It's exponential online. And one thing I have learned over the years, which is incontrovertibly true, whether it's banking or any industry, is that people will actually spend more time talking about bad service. Then great service, and I asked John if he had found that to be true in his experiences. Oh,
1: that's 100 percent, you know, true. They say, you know, it can't be the the out there in the you know in the stratosphere. But you know, marketing people have been saying for years that you know you give good experience, have great experience, they tell nobody, no more than two people. But a person that has a terrible experience, they're going to tell ten, and it's. 100% true.
0: It is 100% true. And, of course, we get about 1,000 hits on this show every week, so I'm about to tell 1,000 people about this experience, maybe more. Well, we're at the mall, um, and what's so interesting about this is we're going to a store called Brighton. It's like a ladies' boutique, very nice. I had purchased for my wife many years ago this beautiful Texas charm bracelet. They're not cheap, by the way. Brighton is not a crappy little store. And so think about that as we walk in. It's obvious that we're repeat customers. We have this item full of charm bracelets, and I gotta tell you, from the very beginning, the second we walked in, it just felt off. First of all, the mall was packed, and this store was empty. And so I thought about it on Sunday, and I thought that we were doing, you know, we're doing the Bank Like a Champion show this week with our retail coach. What a great opportunity to use some real-world experiences. And so on Monday, I contacted the store and spoke to the manager. Very nice forthcoming call with the manager. And so that's what you're going to hear here. That call went on for seven minutes. I've edited it down to about four minutes. And just so you know, here in Texas, it is not illegal to record someone. We have single consent. Only I have to know that the call is being recorded. So we're going to play it, and then we'll get John's take, our retail banking coach, after the call. Here we go. And I just wanted to pass this on. We we visited several stores at Nordstrom Mall that afternoon, but the service at Brighton was absolutely terrible.
2: Oh, I'm sorry to hear that.
0: And you know, we were there for something. I've, I've spent a lot of money at Brighton over the years, uh, a place that we like. And I mean, I went to Dillard's. We went to. Uh, just a vibe it was not friendly okay. it was not welcoming it was stale it was unhelpful it was it was just bad and and by the way the store was absolutely empty and the mall was crowded so i can't help the two help the, think the two are connected
2: mm-hmm.
0: were you working saturday afternoon Cause you don't sound all that concerned about it
2: no, I am concerned. I'm not. I'm actually taking notes that oh. you're talking. Sorry about no, that. No, it's okay, yeah. Um, um, yeah, sorry. I'm I'm just, because I have to go back and address it with the team. And no, I was not actually here, and that's what concerns me even more. Um, okay. So you said that they were not welcoming. You said this... i will talk to the management team that was here um to let them know you have your disappointment i'm again so sorry because that is not but and you know what's interesting
0: more. what's interesting and I, I don't you know i wasn't wearing a mask i don't tell people whether they have to wear a mask or not the lady that was sort of rude and just dismissive and disinterested she was wearing the mask her voice, the way she talked. She wasn't smiling. She was, Mm -hmm. it's like she was irritated that we had walked in, and there was nobody there. There were three employees, there was nobody else there, and it was it was garbage. It was terrible. It was not at all in keeping. I think of Brighton as an expensive brand. You spend real money when you go to Brighton, and you shouldn't get treated like you're at some crappy, you know, five and dime
2: right absolutely not i agree i totally agree with you um but i will definitely be reviewing it with the um with the manager that you're speaking of and the three employees
0: Well, like I said, that call went on for seven minutes, and I've edited it down for for brevity. I want to say the manager was very sincere, very apologetic, offered to meet with myself and my wife in the store. And I'm like, listen, as long as gas is $4.29 a gallon, I'm not driving down to San Antonio for something like that. She gave me the number of her district manager. That was on Monday. As of Wednesday, the district manager had not returned my call, but she did. Yesterday afternoon, Thursday, we're posting this on Friday the and she called on Thursday the 19th. And so I'm going to talk about that after we get John's impressions on the call. So I asked John, okay, you listened to the call. What are your first impressions?
1: Um, The first impressions was clearly back on her heels. You know, you're kind of controlling the conversation. She needed to take ownership of you. And by that, I mean, start to ask some serious questions. She seems to start venting or letting you vent more importantly. And you're off in a world of generalities where, you, you know, you weren't making a purchase that day and you're kind of, you know, talking about the ambiance of the store, uh, the chemistry amongst the team, you know, the general feeling you got. And she, you know, and so she's letting you go in that way, but at some point she needed to start getting examples from you. Um and, and you continued on and so you, you got in that way. But she was clearly back on her heels. Um, didn't control the, you know, did not control the conversation. And then, you know, the most important thing is, hey, that's a big moment when you're, uh, when you're dealing with a complaint, is let me take notes. You could have told you that because that would have showed you some interest, right? You know, at this point, you just think you're getting a, uh uh-huh, a boy issues. You know, Jason, let me, uh, (laughs) Mr. Diaz, let me start taking notes on this. You know, Mm -hmm. that starts moving things along. But, again, Jason, I want
0: to put this out. Let me me jump in there real quick. Let me jump in there real quick because I felt bad about that. But it is a coachable moment. When I have conference calls with people, I will tell them, by the way, if you hear clicking sounds, that's me taking notes. I'm not sending an email during our conversation. And so she had to tell me that because, like I said, she was taking notes. But to me, it just sounded like she was disinterested. But, you know, that's actually a really great point. You should tell people what you're doing because I wasn't on FaceTime with her. I was on the phone. and The skills
1: are very different on the phone, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, you have to, you know, when you're on the phone, you need to, you know, your behavior is different. You don't have your friend body language to say, hey, I'm really interested. There's no head nods. You can't do that. Right. I mean, so yeah. some, sometimes the typing on the keyboard is a, the nodding of the head or I'm grabbing a pen here. But, again, Jason, this is what jumped off the charts, and this is a big problem for everybody that's in retail or dealing with, mm-hmm. or dealing with customer service. Um, clearly, you know, many people, when we take complaints, they start right away to put out that fire. That's not the real fire. I mean, they, She can let you talk for 20 minutes, and maybe you feel you vented, and you didn't get any action, and you just say thank you, and, and, you, and you go away. So she has not put out the fire that you're going to share this experience with other people. And so with anybody that's dealing with customers that are upset, remember your job is to make sure that the fire is out when the call or the meeting ends, and you have taken action, and you've owned it, and people and they always ask the question, is there anything I can do to put this bad experience behind us? Do we sure value you?
0: That is a great, great point. Folks, this is why John Wilkening is the retail banking coach on this show and why his team is shattering records up at Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. I hadn't even thought about that.
1: Again, I watch it every
0: day, and folks
1: think because you hung up the phone, that's where it ends. We know that, uh, you know, whether it's you or anybody else, uh, you're going to be telling this story to nine people on average, nine more people, yourself included, every bad experience we have, and it could be bigger these days with social media. I mean, heck, you blow one at the store, uh, and all of a sudden we tweet about you're using some, you know, other social (laughs) media, and so you can talk to a heck of a lot more than ten people. And it comes down to you know when you do everything right, they may tell one or two people, but they're going to tell eight more when things are bad, and that's where everybody needs to protect the reputation and the experience of the organization and put that fire out by owning it. Take action quick, and then you know we can't be telling customers, members, whatever our businesses, we can't tell them that the remedy we provided is right. Stop that. Let the let the customer tell us the remedy is right, and wow them.
0: Okay, wow them. Well, we were anything but wowed, quite the opposite. And, you know, we were there not just to have this item repaired. My wife was looking for a really nice navy blue purse, and they had one at Brighton, by the way, and it was a lot less than the one that we eventually purchased. I didn't Well, we purchased at Kate Spade. And so maybe that's why I'm so upset of about this. No, seriously, it, it is absolutely true. That there is a cost to bad service that will never be truly accounted for. Isn't that true, John?
1: Oh, absolutely. You don't know. You You, know, you don't know that somebody did five years ago that's not even with the organization or with the store anymore, and folks still won't come back. I mean, there is. It's never ending if you don't put it out. But you know what? If you have an issue, and so many times when we give references of a place, do business with this place. You know what? It's. You know what? I know there's any federal credit union. You know, let me say this, Jake. And I'll use us as an example. We're not perfect. We're not perfect, Jason. But I will tell you this, and this is what I like to tell, uh, you know, customers and members. If we mess up, we will fix it. That's my guarantee to you. I'll never tell you that we'll get everything right the first time and we'll be perfect. That's a foolish, that's a foolish statement. But what I will tell you, if we ever drop the ball, it will be the easiest process for getting it fixed as possible as soon as it crosses my desk or one of my, one of my train managers desk. How about that?
0: Well, I think one of the key things that John said was that you have to take that complaint and deal with it in such a way that it doesn't get put out there on social media or on a national banking podcast. The trickiest thing, I think, is taking someone who is now dissatisfied and doesn't want to come back to the brand and turning them back into an advocate for the brand. And that's the real skill, isn't it, John?
1: That is the skill. You know what? I mean, I'm on the show for the 13th time. Uh, because you and I had a disagreement about a LinkedIn post, right? Uh, That's true. picked up the phone and we dealt with it. I mean, we're the walking yeah. example of this. Remember, when I think about our show, Jason, because we're different in so many ways, I think about the old CNN Crossfire show sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but we have, you know, we have great respect for each other and we try to put our heads together and, uh, you know, see what's happening out there in the world. But You're 100% right.
0: Well, complaints are a part of any retail business, and of course now with social media and the last generation, it just allows those, those complaints to just go around the world in seconds with the tap of your thumbs on your smartphone. I didn't do any of that because, as you know, I'm not on a lot of social media platforms. But when you get those complaints, how you handle them, can you take that adversarial conversation and turn that person back into an advocate? That's the real skill. And when you can do that, you will...
1: Bank like a champion today and every day.
0: That is absolutely right. There's a little bit of coaching right there. It used to be bank like a champion today, and then John threw in that, and every day. Because, of course, you don't want to just bank like a champion on one day. And, of course, as I mentioned in the setup, look, we've all had bad days. Couples will get in fights. Cars will break down. Pets will make messes. But when that curtain goes up at your brand true professionals put all that to the side and put on their best live performance. I used to complain about going to the mall. I used to complain about going to do those things. And then COVID-19 hit, and I promised myself I would never take that stuff for granted again. And so uh, just an update to all of this. So we're, re- we're releasing the show on Friday the 20th. On Thursday the 19th, last evening, I did get a call from the district manager from Brighton. And I've got to say, um, she did a great job. She was patient. It was after 5 o'clock. It was obvious that she was just getting home. You know, you can hear the dogs running on the tile floor in the kitchen. That's no big deal anymore now. After COVID-19, that's no problem. But even though I could tell she was at home, probably had a long day at work, patient, forthcoming, kind, inquisitive and obviously um, very, very contrite about what had happened at one of the stores that she's responsible for. Maybe we can get her on the show coming up. I'm not using her name because she didn't give me permission to use her name, but I'll just say the district manager that, that manages the Brighton store in North Star Mall down in San Antonio was really, really good. And like I said, it's hard to unring that bell from last week. And, you know, that's a great metaphor, by the way. When you ring a bell, there's this thing called reverberation that continues. That experience is reverberated all week. it would be a week tomorrow that it happened, and here I am still talking about it. Well, if you want to leave your audience wanting more, put on the best live performance each and every day. And when those inevitable complaints come, make sure you – Wrap it up. Make sure the person is not going to go off and continue to be upset. And maybe you can turn that person back into being an advocate to for your brand. I want to thank you so much for listening to The Power Performance, the show that asked the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? Because when you don't, Somebody else will. And in this case, it was Kate Spade. So that's the real world that we live in. My name is Jason Dyes, and until next we speak, we'll talk to you all next week. Happy shopping.